Let's do it. Welcome back to Two Dudes, Three Legs podcast with your host, Zach Dingy. And Tony Capaletti. Today, we're going to discuss the overview of the Volt Conference that Patrick Beck-David uh, does. This is the manual you get to take home a nice fat booklet. How many pages are in this sucker? Like 180, 198 pages. 180 pages of bettering your life. Yep. Um, it was the 2022 Volt Conference at the Diplomat Hotel in Boca Raton. Uh, it was a three-day event, and I think it was his third event. Yeah, 20, no, fourth event. This was his fourth event that he had, fourth Volt Conference that he had. And I'm going to start off with this. It is not a regular rah-rah motivational, like oh, you go no to a conference way. and everyone's jumping and there's music and no, that's not what this is. No way. <laughs> it is extreme, extreme. And I'll give you one story is that we were on the second day and it was almost at the end. We just got done. I think it ended at, let's say seven o'clock and it was like 6.54 and Patrick came on. And he kind of like said something and almost hinted like it was going to be over. Yeah. And like five this. guys got up and went to leave out the door. And he stopped. He said, get all their names. None of them are allowed back in. You go to leave on my conference. <laughs> we're not done. We have six minutes left. And he got their names. And those guys sure as shit were not allowed back Yo, in. It was a little cultish, but in the best way ever. It was like a, there was a culture created there. But let's tell the people a little bit about exactly what the event was, you know, like the conversation we were just having to try to compartmentalize what it was all about. You said it really well. So say it again the way you did earlier. What, what was this event? So, you know, you learn the systems, procedures, there's all this stuff and things to implement and protocols and ways to think through things and processing. But really, if you could had to simplify it to one or two sentences, his whole thing and what all of the Volt is about is cracking the code to your life and to business. It's like, what What was the exact thing I said before? Fuck, now I don't even remember. So I liked the sort of what we did a, di a deep, deep dive into is who are you? What are you doing? Yeah. How can you do it better? What do you want? It's all about what who are you want to be, what is your life goal and stuff. And people think it's cliche, but... Oh, it sounds so basic way, when you say it that way, but the way we dove into it, like one of the first chapters, you open the fucking book, one of the pages is a mirror, and chapter one is, who are you? <laughs> and it's, they like ask you questions that like, you're like, holy shit, I never even asked myself this. How would I not ask myself these questions? This is so important. And then... You dive into who are you, what do you want, what are your goals, what do you, and then, I mean, you can speak on the other chapters, uh, uh, how deep they go into. Well, what it really is, and I want to say it the way I said it before, was like, who specifically do you want to be? Every category of your life, what kind of husband, what kind of person, what kind of business do you want to run? And it sounds, again, it sounds cliche, but I'm talking about like, do you want to build a life where you're a Fortune, uh, Fortune 500 CEO? and you work 80 hours a week, and your life is your business for, for three decades straight, you know, you are pressured, and you're in this high-pressure scenario. Uh, uh, you're 24-7, you're basically working. Do you want to be a guy that just, you want to be famous, you want to make a half a million dollars a year, you want to have YouTube content, you want to live a cool life? Like, what specifically can you pick? And we have this stuff on Instagram and social media. You have all these pages that are like motivational pages, and 
when when you wake up and your feet touch the ground, the the God should say, "Oh my God, here he is again," or yeah, the yeah, devil, whatever. Yeah. Like so much motivational bullshit, but he really breaks it down. Correct. Like, so what you're talking about right now reminds me of the menu. You remember the menu? The, I it wrote was, that down. It was like, you want a hundred million dollars? Here's what it costs. Every fucking hour of your week, you're up and working. You don't get to see your family. You're not going to see your kids. Or do you just want your $500,000 a year life where you can work 40 hours a week, work your ass off, but you get this and this. And it's like, it's more than what do you want? Because what does everybody want? Oh, I want to be rich. I want to make a lot of money. Do you really? Define that. Do you really want to work 80 hours a week? Is that the lifestyle you really want to live? And it's like, just like he said, the menu. What do you want? Are you willing to pay this for it? And then he, so he broke down all the ways to do it. Like, do you want to work for seven years, sell that business, make your 10 million and be done? Do you want to do it as an entrepreneur? Do you want to work inside of somebody else's business? Do you want to be a CFO, COO, something like that? Do you want to, he even goes down to this. Do you want to marry just a rich person and make it fucking easy on yourself? There's nothing wrong with that. Just, is that what you want? Do you want to sue somebody? And make a half a million dollars suing somebody <laughs> and put it in an annuity. He literally had that in But it's serious, bro, because yeah. those are the ways people want to, like, make figure money. it out. And he says all the time, like, you know, I salute you to whatever you choose. All that, all that you need to do is figure out what you truly want. Not what society thinks you might want. Not who's pressuring you to do this. Like, do you want to make a half a million a year? Do you want to make 10 million? Do you want to make 100 million? Do you want to open a charity? Do you want to, do you want to open a business? Do you want to have a side hustle and still work your main job and have a pension? Like you have to figure out and that right there, it sounds easy, but go ahead and sit it, go to try to sit down and fucking write it out on a piece of paper. Right. It is so difficult. So, so I think we're getting a a little off track though. We we just wanted to explain exactly what the Volt conference was, right? And so let's not forget either that the way we went through it is with a workbook. Yeah. Um, they literally had us fill out a workbook, which is, sounds like some high school shit. But holy shit, the questions in that workbook are like, they change the way you think um, and make you think about things that you certainly should be, that a lot of people aren't. And they're missing the fucking plot when it comes to growing their businesses. Um, but you want to start talking about the experience itself, like with a walkthrough? Yeah, let's do it. So, I mean, we went to the Diplomat Hotel in Let's Boca. start before there. Noel hits me up. Oh, my God. He's like, yo, you want to go to the Volt Conference? And I'm like, yeah, you know, that sounds like a lot of fun. I was having trouble trying to figure out how I was going to time it because obviously we have the podcast. I got my fucking real estate shit to deal with and then um, solar on top of that. So I'm like, how the fuck am I going to work this in? So Noel invites me. I'm like, I don't know if I can make it work. Then he shows me ticket prices. And I'm like, yeah, I probably can't make that work. Uh, fucking $1,800 a ticket for yeah. my ticket, not yours. I know you, what was your ticket? If you guys didn't total? see it, I spent $11,000 on my ticket. We'll on get just in, one ticket. We'll get into that. Yeah. Um, was it worth it? <laughs> a thousand percent. We'll get into that. We'll was, get into that. I would have paid 50000 for that ticket if I would have known what I got. But then the way it developed, you know, you got on board. Uh, we got Bryce on board. And then once it turned into, you know, we can leverage this from not just being us going and spending money on a conference, but helping it to grow the podcast and our own brand and learn about, you know, my real estate and your uh, solar management. Once we leveraged it to be 
have much more value to us, then we decided, yeah, fuck it. Oh. Let's do this. So let's tell some stories about it. Brett, Noel called. He told he convinced us to go. I wasn't going to go at first. None of us were going to go. Then we all, within two weeks left, decided, hey, fuck it. We're all going. Yeah. We all hop on a plane. We get there. It's, in, it's at the Diplomat Hotel in Boca, which if you guys it's have a never resort. been to. It's, it's a gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Pull up to the front door. Lamborghini. Brand new M4. Shelby. Yeah. Uh, the Shelby GT truck. That, which is his truck. PBD's yeah, Patrick Bedevi's truck. Um, and so... I'm just going to tell you the list of people that were the speakers, which is already going to give you like a hint of what this is. You have Andrew Fastow, which is the CFO of Enron, which everyone knows about the Enron scandal. He was the guy. He took the hit, went to jail for 10 years. Yep. Um, we had, what was the name of that magician? Frederick Sil Silva? Silva. Silva. De Silva. He's the most famous Vegas uh performer and he only ever performs at caesar's palace this was his first ever performance not at caesar's palace yeah which is insane yeah. we had Chaz palmentary who did crazy. his first ever performance for a corporate event so like yeah that right was there crazy is insane too. um we had who was the other guy uh kevin Connolly, who was in the notebook Let's and not forget Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki shitting on Joe Biden. Yeah, probably oh my, my God. favorite as far as entertaining. Yeah, that was the most. I thought Robert Kiyosaki was more entertaining than the magician. Yeah. And Tom Ellsworth was last. Who, if you guys don't know who that is, they call him the Biz Doc. Oh, he's incredible. He's probably the smartest human being Dropping you've ever met. Dimes like he's got holes in his pocket. Dude, dude is fucking Unreal. insane with the business expertise. Like he's asking specific questions. Giving people, you know, you got guys there. Obviously, everyone who's there either owns a business or they're helping to run a business in a big way. Yep. And they're there for information on how they can scale and leverage what they're doing to, you know, improve. And this guy's answering questions that, like, you would have board meetings about. Yeah. And he's just sitting there like, no, this is what you need to do. This, this, bing, this. Bing, 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 bing. Guarantee yeah. you, anyone who got information from him is going to implement it this year. They'll be back at the vault next year and they're going to be $100,000 richer at a minimum. And you ready? I'm at dinner. So you, we have a private, the CEOs and the founders, the two top level tickets, had a dinner at this Brazilian steakhouse. And I'm sitting down at dinner with like eight or nine people. There's an open spot next to me. Tom Ellsworth just comes and sits down next to me. I'm like, What's up, dude? How you doing? <laughs> oh, that's when you guys with with yeah. PBD. Remember yeah. when we went to Prime the at the hotel. There was a steakhouse, and we're fucking sitting two tables over from Chaz Palminteri. Yeah, sick. It's crazy. Sick. All right, so let's tell some stories about the speakers. I think Andrew Fastow was one of the most entertaining as well. Incredible. Just because when he he held up the the thing he got. He held up the uh, award he got for being the CFO of the year in 2001, or sorry, Yo, in 2000. I forgot about And then held it. up his prison card and said- I got I, this for the same exact thing. I got this for doing so the same wild. thing. That story is incredible. I actually watched the documentary once I came back. Yo, tune into that. I'm going to tell the, uh, the story about the airplane, which gives a perfect example. So he says, you know, there is, there's a spectrum- of rightness and you can be right and be right and still be wrong which sounds like crazy but i'm gonna explain what it is yeah. so the 737 max the boeing airplane he gave this example and it's i think the best example for someone to understand 737 boeing max there's a spectrum of like 
up to code with the FAA regulations of a plane, the minimum requirement you need. And then it goes all the way over to the safest plane you could possibly build. And everyone builds their plane somewhere in between there. Some shade safer, some shade closer to FAA regulations. But the farther you get this way, the more expensive it is to build the plane because yeah. of all the extra stuff you have to add into it. Well, the 737 MAX met every single requirement that FAA requires to build a plane. It checked every box on safety and all the stuff that you need to put a plane in the air. At a minimum. At a minimum. So it was up to code. It was yeah, right. It met every regulation. It was right. right. There was nothing wrong with what 737 Boeing did. Uh, or I should say, what Boeing did. But they built that plane way over here near that line. And most people know what happened. Well, the 737 MAX crashed twice, uh, both of their planes, and killed 300 and some odd people. Crazy. So it's like everyone Boeing stock dropped and everyone thought Boeing, what an asshole, Nobody blah, blah, blah. Nobody went to jail for that. Yeah, people went to jail for sure. I thought, I thought they were just okay. Well, maybe not because I think I remember Andrew right, Fassel right. went to jail. Yeah, but then they were just fined or something. I could be wrong. Well, like he said, you can be right and be right and still be wrong. Right. He he had a great quote, and I can't remember what it is. I wrote it down, but basically, his entire message was. You can go by any regulation you want because everything he did when he worked for Enron was by regulation. Yep. It was, he just worked the loopholes so well, but everything he did, did was signed off by lawyers. Yep. It all met regulation. By the bank, but by he everyone. was doing it in He was doing it with the wrong intent. Holy way, yeah. yeah. His intentions were bad. And for because of that, you know, that company went from being one of the uh, top 500 companies to bankrupt in a month, which yeah. is fucking insane. Crazy. Um, and he went to jail for that, which is crazy because I don't, I still kind of don't understand how you go to jail when you, everything you did was signed off by lawyers. Mm. You know, that's, I feel the, the point of that protection. But my favorite thing was his comparison of what he did to the Talmud. The Talmud oh, yeah. is the book of followings for uh, the Jewish religion. And I, mm. I might not be saying this 100% correct, but this is how I, what I took from it. Um, but there's pretty much, it's like the Ten Commandments, but there's like 200 of them. 340, and, and, I think And there's some, you live by all of these guidelines, but the last one and most important one is be holy mm. because you can do the right thing all the time or do what you're supposed to do. Mm. But if you're not doing it, with holiness in mind or the betterment of everyone or, you know, looking out for everyone, yeah. um, then what's the point? So to wrap that up, you can follow all the guidelines for your business, for life, for whatever it is, for marriage. But if you're doing it with the wrong intent, that's why Andrew Fastow went to jail because of the wrong intent right. of why he was doing it. So then we had the magician. He was cool as shit. Chaz Palminteri, none of us actually saw. No, I missed it. Uh, we didn't see his performance, which kind of sucked. Um, Tom Ellsworth, it's hard to really talk about what he said because it was so specific. But the guy, he, I think on paper it said that uh, he's collected, funded, and sold $1.5 billion worth of businesses. Yeah. So he started like multiple businesses and built them up. And then he was CFOs and COOs of multiple businesses and they sold and had huge exits. So I think he's worth more than PBD. 
He's uh, worth some probably. serious dough. And probably. he is unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. He's like Jarvis of the business world. <laughs> I swear to God. You're like, Ellsworth, how do I increase my money that I'm making every month? And he's just like, boom, do this, 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 and this. See ya. Yeah. Moving screens, Crazy, pulling screens bro. on, dragging he's this over fucking, here. He's literally a, a business genius. Yeah, he's a... Yes. Yep, the app. That's a cool ass app too. Um, and then my the most entertaining speaker, although we didn't get much from him, was Robert Kiyosaki. Oh yeah. And the reason we didn't get much from him is because he's speaking to billionaires. His advice was for billionaires. One of his advice was like, buy, you know, what what was it? The five G's? Yeah, five G's gold, gold grub, which is food, food, ground, which is real estate. Um, oh, shit. There were two more that I have Gold, written down. Rub. I haven't written down. Well, find it. But, yep. but, so you, his advice is buy the five G's gold, ground, grub. So you, so you, I think someone asked him, he's like, what do you mean by gold? Buy gold? Like invest in gold? And he's like, no, no, I no. I bought no, a no. gold mine. I bought a gold mine. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Gold, ground, which is real estate, grub, which is food, gas, and guns. Okay, yeah. So then they're like, oh, invest <laughs> in gas companies? And he's like, no, like buy an oil refinery. <laughs> and we're like, oh, okay, let me put that in my notes. I'll go look at one next year. And it's like, buy food. How do you invest in food? He's like, yeah, I got Wagyu beef steaks and fucking- I bought, uh, Wagyu I bought the beef largest cows. Farm. And I sell their sperm. We're like, Robert, we're like, bro, I don't have that money. What are you talking about, bro? And then someone even asked about ammo and he's like, no, I I buy it by the pallet. Yeah, I buy it. We're like, all right, Robert, thanks for the advice. We'll use it in 10 years from now when we have a billion dollars. But he was hilarious. The way he was talking shit about Joe Biden. And bro, he says all the shit that I say all day that everyone calls me a conspiracy theorist for. He He's, was an interesting cat for sure. And he was even more interesting in the CEO session the day before when it was, because he spoke at the first night when you guys weren't there. Yeah. And he it was the same thing. Just yeah. going off on, on everyone. Joe Biden and shit. The government, Joe Biden, fuck this place, fuck that place. You guys are this, these guys are this. Like just- So the, the craziest thing he said was his prediction. He predicted yes. one week ago yes. that the stock market is going to crash yep. in two weeks. He said it'll be down by the end of September. In the he next also two predicts weeks. that Donald Trump, if he gets arrested, yeah. there will be a civil war. You know what stat I saw on this? Figgity flapjack fact, put it in here. You ready? I'm ready. Over 50% of Americans believe there'll be a civil war before 2050. Oh, there needs to be. In the next 30 years. bro. I'm ready. Get it at me. And civil war is such an oxymoron. But anyway... You know how stupid a civil war would be? It's going to be... Whatever, I'm not going to get into it. We'll get fucking taken yeah, we're down not if talk I start about war this rant. While we're reviewing the vote. But anyway, he said that he thinks there'll be a war if they put Trump in jail, which I don't think they're going to put Trump in jail about Mar-a-Lago and what they, what they found and stuff like that. But um, yeah, his whole thing was... And this, go, this is a good point of like... People... I, I posted a video saying why I spent $11,000 on the CEO ticket. If you are if you are a W two worker and you work at Staples 
and you're a general manager, or you work at a restaurant, and you're a general manager or you're a server, and you're making 50 to 60 grand a year, you can't go to this conference and learn from these people because you, there's no imp, you, you can't implement it into a business if you don't run a business. You can't change the leadership if you're not leading anyone. Like that money would have been terribly spent on someone uh, if they didn't have a business or, or a sales team or something to lead and change and do. Right. Uh, so that's a great example of like, dude, Robert Kiyosaki has $1.2 billion in debt. I can understand, I can take what he says and, and break it down and like what, why he says it and the systems and procedures and, and processing of how he got to that level. But the shit he says, 1% of the entire people there can actually relate to right. Buy an oil rig, right. buy, buy pallets of ammo. You know what I mean? Like that stuff that's so, he's so, Next we're level. on step four. He's on step 180. Right. Like it's just. We're learning how to run. He's yeah. telling us how to fucking skydive yeah. out there. Insane. Insane. Which is a good point, which brings to the next topic is the two things that the Volt Conference was about. And I meant to say this earlier. Was knowing yourself and then your next 15 moves. Your next 5, 10, 15, 20 moves. And he says, you know, as a chess player, if you're an amateur, you know your next 1 to 3. If you're a good player, you know your next 3 to 5. If you're a great player, you know your next five to ten. Master. And if you're a grandmaster, grand yeah. you know your next 10, 10 to, 15, to 15, 12 to 15, whatever, which is so true in life. How many people watching this can say, I know my next five moves I'm going to make in life? Right. I wrote it down last night, and it is not easy, bro. No. You have to, pro you have to think, like really think, and you write it. And then you have to put the other one up there and then you change and you're like, no, I do this first. No, no, this. Never mind. Let me backspace that. Like, it's so deep level. And uh, what he says is like, if you, do pro if you do step number 16 at step four, even though it was the right move and it was out the wrong time, you can go bankrupt, you can lose your wife, your kids, whatever it is about. You know what I mean? So processing and and and. and Knowing what to do first, second, third, fourth, fifth is huge, dude. Huge. Yeah. And especially in business, you make the wrong move at the wrong time, it's bankrupt. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that, was, that was the other biggest thing that I took away was like how he processes issues and, and how he systematizes what's next in life and, and what's next in business for him. And he's got it dialed into a key. I mean, when you hear him talk, it's just like, yeah. There's no arguing with him about what he wants to do with his life, you know? All right. That so anyway, who he is. while we're on this, do you have any, your, your, B, your BHAG? That's what he called it, big, hairy, audacious goal. Or do you have anything? <laughs> do you have your next five moves? Do you want, can you share anything or no? I don't have them all written out, no. Okay. I've, since we got back from the vault, I've moved. So yep. I don't have time to do, I haven't even had time to go over the, the book yet. But I have to because... All right, well, Tony's a very bad example of what you're supposed to do when you come back from a vault. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. One of my fucking goals was to move. <laughs> that so was I, move one, then. I already met it. Yeah. That was step one. Right. But that I got to write one. out the rest of them. But I have a lot of good ideas as to what they're going to be because of all the fucking good people we met down there and the good advice I got. While well, let we me tell there. you guys. When I was done with the vault, I was, my mother lives down in Florida, so I stayed down there for three days and, and uh, hung out with her. From the first day we got back, from 8 a.m. until 6 p.m., I locked myself in my mom's room <laughs> and sat in her little fucking corner desk with all her shit around me. And I had like one little spot just for my laptop. And I had my laptop and the notebook. 
And I literally dissected everything in this book and wrote it down and just the stuff that's in that book, dude, if you actually have a business to run and a vehicle to implement it into, it's unreal. Yeah. It's unreal. It's worth, it's worth $50,000, $100,000, a million dollars, depending on how big your business is. You know? Could be more than that. Yeah. I remember meeting people there who were like, oh, this is my second year here. Because mm. when you're there, you're encouraged to network. And mm. everyone is talking to everybody. If you're sitting next to someone for two seconds and you have a minute to talk, you're talking to them. So I remember one of the first people we met, they were like, yeah, I was at the vault last year, learned a lot of good stuff, scaled my business. I'm making double what I was. So yeah. I'm back again yeah. to learn more. We met that guy who's got the dog kennel thing. He's got to be making, you know, he's created... I think he said he came the year before. He created a, uh, what are they called? Fran a franchise of like dog kennels or rescue or something like that. So this guy's going to have major fucking money. And he said, you know, a lot of what he learned was from the vault. All right, let's talk about that. Who we met and our experience actually. So I probably made five to six connections of people that will change my life and probably make me Oh, hundreds yeah. of thousands, if not millions of dollars with, with that connection. Right. I don't want to say names of people, but I, made, I met a guy who sat right next to me who we talked to for a while. He made about $70 million last year. Not net worth. Cashed $70 million That's into insane. his bank account. That's insane. He is one of the number one guys in this network marketing company that he actually just resigned from four weeks ago, six weeks ago, sorry, because of what the company was doing they weren't innovating every morning. They wouldn't take his advice and they were just a shit show. So he stopped that company or resigned from that company, left his million dollar a week paychecks, literally a million dollars a week in paychecks this guy was making. It's crazy. He showed me his tradings account that were like 7 million, 10 million, crazy money, crazy money. And uh, he left that, resigned that company and he had a hat on that said 1 billion. And I said, what's that hat for? Like, why, why, what's one billion mean? That's how much money you want to make? No, my friend. I want to change one billion people's lives. And that's what I'm going to do with my network marketing that I just started. Wow. So he resigned from his company, made his own <clears throat> network marketing company. That's all about- It's called One Billion? It's called One Billion. That's fire. Yeah. Sick. I Sick. So I met out. him. I met a lot of guys. I met some big dogs in the insurance agency. I met some guys who got- a few hundred thousand followers on Instagram that are pretty well known, but I'm not going to say their names just for the sake of this uh, or sake of privacy. But I mean, the connections you make at that place, again, if you really have, if you can implement your business and you can use their, their Rolodex and those people and you can benefit from each of them, you know, if I can give business to him, he can give business to me. The connections you make there are just stupid. Oh, priceless. You know, if you go priceless. there and, and you're just starting out a business, the connections are the connections are good, but if you really already have yourself established and you're just looking to meet newer people and, and connect with new guys. Oh, I, I feel mean, like the bigger you are, the more valuable the vault is. Oh, a million percent. That's yeah. very true. The more you have figured out Great the better way to put it. It is. Um, you guys wanna wrap it? We're at thirty. We're at thirty minutes? Yeah. Holy wow. shit. Wow. Um All right. well what else what else do we want to touch on about it? I mean, I'll touch real quick about the CEO thing. But I really want to hold that for the next segment. So then just save it. I got to go to PBD's house. He has a $25 million villa in Boca Raton, which has the largest waterfront 
space view. The longest waterfront on any property. It's got like 280 feet of waterfront Profit, view. Yeah. Or whatever the hell. I can't think of the right word. But just unbelievable. This, this guy, here's the thing I'll say about PBD. And I found some insight. I don't know if I told you guys. I think I did. Insight about like other big social media guys. Did I tell you about the two or three other guys that John was telling me about? About no. other assholes? Well, I won't put it on here, but basically... There's two or three big social media guys that everyone knows, and he said both of them are complete scumbags. He met them both in the way they were and their character and all that stuff. Um, but what PBD is, is he's real, dude. Like, when oh, yeah. he's the real deal. When you go up to this guy and you get a chance to ask him questions and actually talk to him, you can be a guy that's making... $3,000 a month, just started out your business, and a nobody in, in the grand scheme of things, and he talks to you like you're Jesus Christ. Yeah. He wants to know everything you do. He asks all detailed questions. He's laser focused in on you. He's so thoughtful and like so curious about things, and his character is unbelievable. He's just one of those people that is the real Enigmatic. fucking deal. Yeah. He knows I got to exactly meet him for wants. one second. Yeah. I'm in the bathroom. In between, <laughs> we get bathroom breaks because this shit is so serious. You're there paying attention and to the point where you're not even like- There's no bathroom can't get breaks up allowed. And go to the bathroom. There's none. So we break for bathroom. I'm in the bathroom. Two seconds. I fucking take a piss. I'm putting my dick away. And then I, I hear, oh, you guys found the good bathroom. I fucking look up. Felt like I looked 10 feet into the air and Patrick Pitt David's walking up to me while I'm buttoning my pants. I'm like, oh, what's up, Pat? And that was it. That's all I got to say. And all through. I got to say is that he said, dude, I like your stash as I walked uh, by. Oh, yeah. And that's it. I'll never shave his <laughs> the stash. The porn stash. And then I, I came back and shaved the whole beard so I can go full stash. <laughs> yes, sir. So but, I think in closing, uh, the Volt was 100 fucking percent on If you own or run a business... At a high level, you should absolutely go to the next vault. You, what you'll take from it is priceless. You could be a $100,000 a year guy, a $500,000 a year guy. You could be running a million dollar business. You could be running a $10 million business. You could be running a $100 million business. Every single person who goes to that vault will get something out of it. Absolutely. Every single level. And the regular general admission tickets are like $800. Oh, yeah. They're not that crazy. And for what you get, like you still got all to listen to all the speakers. You yeah. got everything. Yeah, there but was a little bit of add-ons. Admission. Yeah. Pay up for yeah. the executive. You get a yeah. table while you're sitting. That's there. true. That is way true. better. Way better. That is true. Pay the extra thousand bucks. Yeah. But if you have the money, I think when what we're going to discuss in a later video that you guys will see on my page is that if you have the money, the CEO ticket is worth it for the experience. The distance between what you guys paid an executive and what I did at CEO was just the experience. Oh, of course. I got to go to PBD's house. I got to get one-on-one -on -one time. I got to be close with these guys. Right. I got to make the connections. But we got the same show and the same understanding of knowledge, you know what I mean? And got to listen to the same speakers. So there was no difference in that. Yeah. But anyway, that's our wrap-up for the Vault 2022. It was 1,000% worth it. I will be back next year. I'll definitely be back. And we'll all be back next year. A thousand percent. So thanks so much, Patrick Bet David. Yes, thank you. You are the fucking man. Thank the you, Valuetainment, the Diplomat Hotel, everyone who put on the show and was there to help us. Um, it was See great you next year. You guys. <laughs> See you next week on Two Dudes, Three Legs.